0: The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand, the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded.
1: The big guy may have jumped the shark. If he hadn't already. Anyway, last Thursday he invited uh, Dylan Mulvaney uh, to come in and interview him at the White House, in the Oval Office no less, now, Brett Baer can't get an interview, but, uh, Dylan can, apparently, obviously. He's a man who's been pretending to be a girl for a while, and he has a few million followers on TikTok for his series, uh, called Being a Girl. It just, it doesn't get much more nauseating than what this guy's been doing. Anyway, he's been doing daily updates on his transition there. And after his meeting with the big guy that he was promoting, this was the message for his fans. Now it's too bad you can't see how lovely he looks, but here it is.
2: The president of the United States gave me a cookie. He gave me a cookie in the Oval Office. Now here's the question: Do I eat it or do I save it? It has a seal. I please, honestly, tell me. Everyone, I got to pet the dog. I got to pet his dog. I'm still in shock, and don't be mad, but I don't get to post any of the footage until after the interview airs on Sunday night, but it's going to be worth it, because I can't wait for you to hear everything that we talked about. I left with a lot of hope and optimism, not only for just trans people, but many different topics, and the fact that our president has watched Days of Girlhood, it's kind of epic, and I'm not going to lie, I have been been having a rough go of it lately. A lot of darkness, and... And today was what I needed to keep going. Um, Also, if you live in the U.S. and can legally vote, this is going to be one of the most important elections of our lifetimes. So please get out and vote next month.
1: Yeah, right. Get out and vote. Uh, Did he say uh, days of girlhood? I think I I said being a girl. That's even worse, days of girlhood. It's enough to make you puke. Anyway, can you believe that there are actually people out there who will vote for Democrats because they think Dylan is wonderful and they could listen to that, which you just heard, or see the video, which is a hundred times worse, because you actually have to look at them. Uh, They they would actually be out there ready to vote for a Democrat because they want to make sure that people like Dylan are treated and taken seriously. He's obviously mentally disturbed. And the U.K.'s National Health Service, by the way, has actually come around to saying that finally. When we come back, we'll talk to Dr. Quentin Van Meter. He's president of the American College of Pediatricians. He's been vilified, deplatformed, and canceled for saying that for years. And in our second half hour, wokeness in the press box. Stick around. Hey, how'd you like to get your bath of your dreams and not have to pay for it for 18 months. Uh, when's, when's 18 months? That's, uh, well, that's a year and a half, but, I mean, when is that? Like next next m- a year, March, whatever. That's what it would be. Yeah, you go to Bath R Us, and you'll get the bath of your dreams. They're bathroom experts. They have uh, complete bath and shower remodeling services, not an overlay. They tear it out, and they replace it. Their modern, durable tubs and showers are designed with an exclusive high-tech Polymer uh, liner, it's low-maintenance, resistant to mold and mildew, easy to clean, and uh, lasts for decades. Plus, it comes with a lifetime warranty. They have walk-in tubs, replacement showers, tub-to-shower conversions. And as I said, not an overlay. They tear it out. They replace it. You can schedule your free in-home estimate, get a $1,000 off, plus 18 months, same as cash. That's right, zero down, zero payments, zero interest for 18 months and you call, uh, this is Bath R Us, for the bath of your dreams, 513-715-0778, that's 513-715-0778. Go to BathRUs.com,
3: that's Bath, the letter R Us.com, for the bath of your dreams. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, in the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day, $15 billion a week. Right now, our debt is over $30 trillion and climbing fast. The question is, how do we pay it off? The answer is increasing taxes. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. Beth Andrews and the team at Net Worth Advisors know what to look for. Beth can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as possible. Call 800 426 1428 to set up a visit with Beth Andrews and NetWorth Advisors. 800 426 1428. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now. 800 426 1428. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. NetWorth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. Our world is getting crazier. The stakes are always getting higher, and elections are right around the corner. Big
4: days are ahead, but wouldn't it be nice to go back to the good old days? With Legacy Box, you can.
5: Legacy Box transports you back to the glory days so you can rewatch and experience your family's
4: past. Simpler times when the only thing that went TikTok was the clock. Legacy Box professionally digitizes your aging home movies, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos, updating them to digital files that can't fade or be lost. Legacy Box is the safest and easiest way to save your family's captured memories. Legacy Box has been trusted by over 1 million American families. So digitize your memories with Legacy Box. Grab some popcorn and gather the family to revisit the good old days. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering a special election sale.
5: Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get an incredible deal. Buy today to take advantage of this limited offer. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX.
6: International travel is open again. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250,
0: The Answer. Well, the big guy has a lot on his plate.
1: Uh, you may have noticed things aren't going too well for him, but he had a time. He had enough time to meet with a uh, transgender TikTok influencer, a guy named Dylan Mulvaney, on Thursday. He's the producer of a series, a series called Being a Girl. Uh, actually, it's called uh, Days of Womanhood or something ridiculous like that. Anyway, here's one of the highlights. Do you think states should have a right to
2: ban gender affirming health care?
0: I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to do that, as a moral question and as a legal question. I just think it's wrong.
1: Yep, that's uh, the president with uh, K- uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Interesting that the UK's National Health Service just came out with an advisory uh, just recently that may be a setback for Dylan and Joe. Dr. Quentin Van Meter is the president of the American College of Pediatricians. He joins us now. Quentin, thanks for being here again. As
7: always, glad to talk with you. So, uh, yeah, I, did, I had ahead. a chance to review in, in depth the, okay. uh, the National Health Service uh, document and kind of come up with some points that <clears throat> it's, it's a really significant, um, concrete, uh, put, setback for the whole concept of affirming me- socially, medically, and surgically any, ch- any child, any minor child. Uh, and and th- this, is, this comes from their experience. They're, they're 10 years ahead of the United States in terms of what they've, what they've been up to, what they've seen. Um, they have their heads on straight over there. They said, oh, my God. You know, we've just looked at this gigantic uh, increase in percentiles of, of you know people coming presenting to the, with these issues of gender incongruence to our clinics, and that that's made us pause for a minute to say, well, wait a minute, is this a social phenomenon? Is this you know is this is this something other than a medical phenomenon that de- that deserves you know the kind of interventions that would uh, affirm an incongruent gender at any at any stage socially. Medically or surgically and in in england they the they were not in the business of doing surgical uh, per, any interventions in in minors that was not something uh that they that w- that was in their protocol but it had happened uh you know here and there in the system and so um this this basically is a a complete i mean it puts the brakes on it says not only is is affirmation it even talks about social affirmation just you know the name changes and the pronouns and the the you know the the dressing in opposite sex clothing that says that that is harmful that has many more harmful effects than any benefit whatsoever that's been proven uh, it, it specifically talks about the puberty blockers and says in the national health service there will be forth, henceforth no child treated unless it's part of a designed research protocol, and which means it's not going to happen. Because when they try to do that with an ethical review of things, they're going to find out that sterilization is just not ethical. <laughs> Sterilizing children is just not something that an ethics committee would would, uh, would pass muster on. So um, it's a, it's a it's such a breath of fresh air to see people come to their senses and these are people that were you know literally where we are in the united states about ten years ago and they've had their they've been there they've read the book they know the ending and they're saying uh... N- not not going to happen anymore the the things that 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 happened to these children have to do with their mental health and it, if we do not address the mental health issues in depth and extensively we are doing these children harm so it's it's what we've been saying on our side of the fence here in the United States, but we have been, you know, trashed and called uh, transphobes, and and uh, we can't get any published. We cannot, you know, get ourselves in in educational uh, conferences where we can have an open discussion. We've been sidelined completely. So this is this is possibly the beginning of the of the uh, sort of crack in the wall to let all this stuff in the United States just. Kind of explode in people's faces, and we can maybe stop this madness.
1: It's the uh, it's the National Health Service of England. So that's that's the that's the the uh, well, it's the National Health Service of England. They have they have yep. national health care over there, and that's the top, right? That's the the big that's guys,
7: the very top. This this would be the equivalent of the the CDC and and the uh, Human Health Services saying uh, cease and desist. This is this is harmful. Uh, it's prob- way more harmful than beneficial. Has not been proven really to to do anything other than and put the harm in these kids, and therefore it's going to stop. It's it's like the laws that have been passed in all the states that you know so far that have been challenged in court to to be uh, you know withheld from from being implemented. Uh, it, it's it's as if the federal government made that statement and 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 came and instead our president is welcoming. You know, a, a trans individual, and promising that uh, that stopping such thing is is immoral and illegal, and of course he, he doesn't know what he's talking about.
1: Yeah, and um, you've been saying it here um, for uh, over here in the U.S. for years. You said it here on this show over three years ago. What what the National Health Service of England says, which is that trans kids are just going through a phase, which is a which is a yeah. description that any parent would understand about going through a phase.
7: Well, I just I look at it you know the more I, I, I step back these things sort of pop in my head and I, I I sort of think about you know transgender then and transgender now in the United States in particular, and transgender then would be the kids who you know who went through middle school. Just hating their bodies, hating themselves, hating everything about them, hating every pimple, uh, every you know uh, pubic hair that was in the wrong, you know that was growing at too early, or that didn't happen that was growing too late. They they just they're so upset about who they are and who they're becoming, kind of like in a in a in a in a cocoon waiting to break out the other side with some semblance of happiness. And and the way they got the happiness was that they were supported. You know by families and and you know they were not drawn onto the internet to say, "Oh, the reason you're unhappy is that you're 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 you know you're have an incongruent gender uh you know, that's the answer to all your your emotional woes that didn't exist in the in the fifties sixties and seventies and eighties and even into the early nineties. These kids were all there uh they came out the other end perfectly fine they didn't take their lives um they just went through the agony of, you know, not liking themselves in middle school and into high school, and you know, with, without you know, the, the, the luring sort of cult sense of, come over here to this this fabulous place and we'll help you. We'll give you medicines. We'll change your, your gender identity. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll do this for you and you will be happy. It's been referred to as unicorn farts, which I think is a great, great sort of mental image of this sort yeah. of pseudo happiness of of you know everything is beautiful and wonderful and you can yeah. be anything you want to and you can be your own personal self that you've always wanted to be and no one will hinder you nobody in adolescence knows what they want to be i mean they re- you know it's just it's a time of change and angst and and with an intact family that's supportive You get through it with your siblings helping, with your, you know, cousins helping, with your aunts and uncles and, and your pediatrician. You know, hey, it's going to be all right. You know, just don't hate yourself right at this point in time because you're like everybody else who's struggling to, to find something about themselves they really are proud of and, and, and really feel confident about. And, you know, let's find things in your life. Let's, let's find music. Let's find art. Let's find a sport. Let's find, um, you know, woodworking that that you know that you do well and lets you come out of this, this situation of not liking yourself with an idea of who you want to be and how how good you are. Uh, having you know a, a faith based family is one of the best shields against that because most of the of the you know religious faith talk about, you know, getting through puberty and, and being kind and and understanding and, and coming out on the other side on, in, in happiness and trusting in your, you know, your God. And so those things can't be talked about at schools these days, and instead we're talking about transgender and same-sex attraction and, and basically saying, come over here, uh, this is where you need to be, and this is where you're going to be happy, which... Uh, is really sad.
1: So it's a social construct. We're, we're talking to, uh, uh, and so I just want to make sure you understand that what you, the, the person who's just said what he said there is, is Dr. Quentin Van Meter. He happens to be the president of the American College of Pediatricians. Uh, so you've been dealing with kids for a while. Uh, this is nothing new to you. Well, the, 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 trans- the transgender insanity, the level to which uh, it's uh, gone, uh, that's new to you, relatively, but the whole issue of kids struggling at that age with what they want to be and who they are—it's been going on for a thousand years.
7: Yes, two thousand, yeah. three thousand years. So, you know, society protects its its uh, its members by having support, you know, and and getting them through the rough places. And this is what this is what's turned into a sort of an internet potpourri of come over here where it's happy and, you know, and, and that draws kids really remarkably. I mean, just like a, like a, you know, the, again, a very cult-like type of situation where they get into this world that they believe of, uh, you know, of make-believe and it's, and it is make-believe and it is sad because the, if they're allowed to, to go through with all of the various stages of this affirmation of an incongruent gender, they come out the other side absolutely broken. I mean, unquestionably broken and surgically maimed and medically harmed and sterilized and things that we should not be doing to kids at all. I mean, it's just, it's unconscionable.
1: And people like Caitlyn Jenner and this idiot who went to the Oval Office, uh, they're celebrated as as being wonderful and courageous. They gave Caitlyn Jenner an, uh, a courage uh, the Arthur Ashe who who uh had to deal with AIDS 40 years ago. They gave him the Arthur Ashe Courage Award for for coming out in a dress.
7: Uh, well, it, you know, the poor uh poor Caitlyn Jenner is 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 a, is a person who's suffering so much on, you know, with emotional issues that, it, it, you know, I, it's just, it's very sad to see that the answer is uh, sort of this false narrative, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll, it'll come crashing down at some point in time, and you just pray that everyone comes out in, in some semblance of reasonable health without having harmed themselves, but, you know, an adult can make a decision uh, that that they'll have to live with the rest of their lives. Um, but you know, informed consent cannot be adequately established for an adolescent or or, or, or pediatric patient. So, uh, you know, we are we should not be experimenting, and anything done without informed consent is an experiment, uh, and that is that's that is not what medicine is supposed to be. Medicine is you know based on science, reason. Uh, it's based on you know anything that's done is with informed consent. Uh, and you can't, you cannot get that kind of a, a, a sense of, of, an adolescent who has no idea what, what an adult sex life is going to be like or with the pleasure of, of, ha- you know, having a family that you've created biologically, um you know, that, that, in, in a natural setting. It's just, all of that is so far off and over the horizon that an adolescent can't even get a glimpse of it or understand it. Uh, and for them to be able to throw all that away, in advance of its ever getting to fruition is it's just some of the saddest concepts i mean i just I look at these individuals who come in and testify in hearings and whatnot and the, the there is no happiness on that side of the fence. There is no joy. no one is generally you know internally just bubbling with excitement and self contentment and and loving life they're all angry really dysfunctional people who are suffering and need the kind of help that could really br- bring about, you know, peace in their lives, and they're just not getting it.
1: And this is what. But the thing about it, it would be one thing if this were a few people, or if this were something yeah. you were hearing about over, out on the fringes somewhere, but it's every day, everywhere you go, everything you hear, it's uh, pronouns, and um, and uh people uh, in, in companies being encouraged to uh ask people what pronouns they want I and mean, it's it's gone totally mainstream hasn't it
7: well it it, it has seeped in uh, very very cleverly into the you know the aspect of business and, and education um, they 're trying to get it into medical school curriculum, you know which is a hard place to to squeeze it into because it doesn 't fit there 's no science to right. to back it up and
1: it 's a little just, bit inconvenient just,
7: yeah just kind of make up stuff as they go along because it 's not based on science and you know the questioning mind should get over the the wokeness i mean you can be. You can be woke, but you surely should be questioning. You surely should be, you know, listening to to the broad spectrum of opinions and coming up with, you know, logical answers. And there is, there's no logic in what's going on with the transgender movement at all. There's no no sense of science or logic at, at any aspect of it. It's just sad and it's abusive. And you know, these kids are definitely suffering from. You know, adolescent angst, and you know, God love them. Somebody must. You have to step in and care for them and keep them away from harm. So that's what that's that's where our focus is: is offering something that's not harmful, uh, something that actually has some potential benefit and you know pulling against the, the 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 tide the the huge magnet which is pulling everybody uh, you know in one direction in the United States and which is you know the now the UK is they've got their magnet reversed and it's repelling everything and so i my hope is that the uh, the sense that has been you know, come into the medical science world in the UK and in Sweden and in Denmark uh, and in France is going to uh, be recognized. I mean, the, the crazy thing is that the people here in the affirmation mach- you know, machinery um, are pretending like there's nothing happening. There's no- oh, don't look over there behind the curtain. There's nothing there. There's, you know, there's nothing there at all. And it's just... It's, I don't know how they can live with themselves, um, well, but at any rate.
1: Yeah, but I, I have about a minute left uh, with Dr. Quentin Van Meter. He's the president of the American College of Pediatricians. The reason we have him on, in case you just tuned in, is that over in England, the National Health Service just came out and said that um, transgender kids are going through a phase, kids who want to ch- change their, uh, decide they want to change their gender. Uh, And uh, so in the last 45 seconds or so here, Doctor, uh, again, how big of a deal is this that that over here in the United States we have Supreme Court justices being asked to define what a woman is, and over in England they're saying, the party's over, we're not doing this anymore. That's a big gap.
7: Oh, it's a giant gap, and and I would hope that, you know, government, uh, you know, when it comes to its (laughs) senses, with maybe a change of of the head of uh, of the government's, uh, legislative branches and, and uh, eventually the executive branch that we will come back to our senses and, and the, you know, get, get around the activist judges that are you know, trying to gum up the works of the state laws which are there to protect the children from harm.
1: Well, you've been doing it for a long time. You're going to be the one turned out to be right. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. All right, John, as always, good to talk with you. Dr. Quentin Van Meter will be right back.
6: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A deadly school
0: shooting in St. Louis. A 20-year-old gunman broke into a high school this morning, fatally shooting a woman and teenage girl and injuring six others before he was killed by police. A Michigan man pleads guilty to killing four at a school shooting last year.
3: Is it your own choice to plead guilty?
8: Yes, sir. 16-year-old Ethan Crumbly, who pleaded guilty to all 24 charges that included terrorism and first-degree murder in a Michigan school shooting that killed four students last November. Oakland County Assistant Prosecutor Mark Keast in court.
4: He made the decision, after substantial reflection, to commit first-degree premeditated murder.
8: A first-degree murder conviction typically brings an automatic life prison sentence in Michigan. But teens are entitled to a hearing at which their lawyer can argue for a shorter term. I'm Shelley Adler.
4: This is SRN News. Our world is getting crazier. The stakes are always getting higher. And elections are right around the corner. Big days are ahead. But wouldn't it be nice to go back to the good old days? With Legacy Box, you can. Legacy Box
5: transports you back to the glory days so you can rewatch and experience your family's past.
4: Simpler times when the only thing that went TikTok tock was the clock. Legacy Box professionally digitizes your aging home movies, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos, updating them to digital files that can't fade or be lost. Legacy Box is the safest and easiest way to save your family's captured memories. Legacy Box has been trusted by over 1 million American families. So digitize your memories with Legacy Box. Grab some popcorn and gather the family to revisit the good old days. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering a special election sale. Go to
5: LegacyBox.com LBOX to get an incredible deal. Buy today to take advantage of this limited offer. Go to LegacyBox.com LBOX. LegacyBox.com LBOX.
0: Dennis Prager explains the consequences of
3: a lack of wisdom. When you reject wisdom, you become an idiot. And that's what the secular world has done. It has rejected wisdom. There are some wise individuals, obviously. The world itself, it has rejected wisdom. It has rejected liberty, it has rejected wisdom, it has rejected moral
0: norms. The Dennis Frager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3, on AM 1250. The answer.
1: You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special exclusively for my listeners on the Percale and Giza Dream bed sheets, marked down as low as 2998 Mike's now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with one bath, one hand towel, and one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. For a limited time, you can get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with promo code STAG. Don't miss out on these incredible offers. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 800-716-8087. Use the promo code STAG or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code STAG at MyPillow.com for the radio-exclusive offer on all bedsheets.
0: Whose rulebook do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.log. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
9: Well, not a lot of progress for 28. It is still all jammed up as it's been for a while. Outbound Solid Butler Street up to RIDC Park. Route 8 outbound. That's really heavy around Butler Street as well. On outbound, Crosstown Boulevard delays Center Avenue up to Parkway North. 837 remaining blocked with construction, 7th Avenue to Glenwood Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM
0: 1250, the answer, weather. Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies. Expect a nighttime blow of 49. Tomorrow will be warm with times of clouds and sun. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 74. Partly cloudy skies for tomorrow night. A shower in spots late with a low of 54. Mainly cloudy Wednesday with a bit of rain. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 63. With your
3: AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is Dennis Prager. This radio station has been telling you for months that November's election could vastly change our country's future. If you believe in liberty supported by First Amendment rights, your values are on the line. Make sure you are registered to vote and prepared, whether at your polling place or by absentee. This election is simply too important. We are at a crossroads. We all need to vote and keep listening to this station for what this election means. This is the John Walt Show on AM
0: 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer.
1: Well, I didn't notice it uh, too much when I was covering sports for over half my life, but I, I sure have noticed it lately. And I've also noticed that some of my friends actually uh, in the local media stopped following me on Twitter. Must have been something I said. Anyway, some of them even blocked me. But most of the sports media are liberal. And now they are liberal and they are woke Bruce Dalbigin of NotThePublicBroadcaster.com noticed it. He's a Canadian. He wrote about it recently, and he joins us now. Bruce, uh, it's been a while. Thanks for coming on again. Oh, my pleasure,
10: John.
1: So uh, you noticed it on Hockey Night in Canada where Don Cherry worked before he was canceled a few years ago. Was he canceled yeah. because he wasn't woke enough?
10: Uh, in the end, he was. In the end, I mean, all, all of the things that are making uh, sports journalism woke these days were the things that caught up to him. Uh, you know, th- today, the, the reporters and the people who cover sports, uh, you know, they're, they're very liberal. When you and I started, even, even the women who worked in the sports, uh, in the press box were cranky. We, you know, we didn't like to be told what to do. We were, you know, independent-minded people. Uh, and, and now, everybody, of course, they just adhere to the same narrative. And then part of the reason, I think, for that is, is, is they come, well, they all come from schools now. In the old days, a lot of the sports reporters, yeah, they, they came from working newspapers and places like that. Now they go to journalism schools, and they're hanging out with all of the people who are talking about safe spaces, etc., and they graduate with a political agenda. And then, of course, they work for corporations, as I said, the ones that fried Don Cherry, and they're just overwhelmed with ESG these days, you know, trying to get everybody to, uh, so, sort of in line. And I, I think the other thing that's made most media more liberal these days and the fact that there are more women in it. Uh, Again, when when I started, uh, there weren't that many women in the business. Now there are. Uh, Almost all the women I know tend to be more liberal than me. So I think that's another of the reasons why this thing got pushed in in, in that direction. The the perfect example of, of liberalism in the sports mob was the changing of the names of the Indians and the Redskins. You know, the Washington Post, which is nobody's idea of, of as a conservative newspaper, it did polling of Native Americans about the word Redskins, the name Redskins. And 80% of them said, we have no problem with it. It's not a problem for us. They had another poll in which they gave them a selection of words that they could apply to, that, that applied to, to the Redskins' name. And the, the the reply they got the most support was proud. So, like, 80% of, of Native Americans. <laughs> had no problem with the word uh, uh, red skin, and they thought, in fact, it made them proud to know that they were sort of mentioned. Well, who is who is it then that we're canceling the name for? It was white liberals. It's white liberals Absolutely. who were upset yeah. on behalf of them.
1: Well, and it's also white liberals telling people, uh, minorities, uh, um, what they should be upset about. Well, listen, we exactly. we've, 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 we had a meeting, and we decided that these are the things – that should offend you, so make sure that you say you're offended by them, even if you're not. Uh, yeah. And that remember
10: that interview years ago with with Mike Wallace, and they had Morgan Freeman on, yeah. and Mike Wallace was going on about Black History Month, and Morgan Freeman wanted nothing to do with it. He said we should have American uh, uh, History Month. That's it. And Mike Wallace had just didn't sit well with him. and He kept going after him, and, and finally, uh, at the end of the interview, Freeman said, "How about we just call each other human beings, shake hands, and call each other human beings." Uh, You know, the same thing as Todd Bowles said a few weeks ago, the coach of Tampa Bay. You know, they were bugging him about being one of the black coaches in the league. Uh, It was an ESPN, a white ESPN woman reported who was bugging him about it. And uh, he said, we coach ball. We don't look at color. And then she wouldn't let that go, of course. She kept bugging him. And he finished off and said, listen, I think the minute you guys stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. Well, game, set, and match, of course. (laughs) As you know, John, there is not enough racism out there to uh, to to uh, supply no. the racism industry, no. so we have to create some
1: supply and demand, right? So so what goes yeah. on on hockey night in Canada now since Don Cherry isn't there? What is it that you've noticed?
10: Well, I, I mean Don, Ron McLean, who would be the equivalent, I don't know, Don, Dan Patrick or one yep. of the, uh, the the network guys in the United States. I mean, you know, he's in the internationals, he's talking about gender equity, and I'm going like, well, you know. Gender equity, what's that got to do with the power play for the Maple Leafs and the Connecticut? Honestly, we, we have places to discuss gender equity. I'm not saying these aren't important issues, but this is hockey night in Canada. And, you know, a, a typical example, too, is what happened when, when Colin Kaepernick f- first took a knee, I think it was five or six years ago. The media in those days was, well, you know, they were not very accepting of it. There was a lot of criticism of acceptance. Well, nowadays, of course, St. Colin, he's a, he's a saint, and you cannot say anything on the air that's even remotely disparaging about him and his, you know, his bold statement uh, kneeling during the national anthem. Because, again, it's not something you're allowed to talk about, you know, and Hockey Night in Canada is no is no exception.
1: Yeah, and, and Hockey Night in Canada for people who aren't aware of it, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Penguins fans are aware of it, and and they're aware of. Uh, I'm sure they're aware of Don Cherry, who, by the way, I worked with a couple of times back in. Uh, 91 and 92, during the, uh, he worked on this, with me on the, on the local TV station covering the Penguins in the Stanley Cup final. But anyway, um, I think people know what hockey night in Canada is, most of them. But in case you don't, it's a, it's an institution in Canada. It's not just a, a hockey game. It's a, it's like, um, I, I, you, you describe what it is. What, it's a Saturday night and it, it's just, it's, it's Monday night football. Yeah. It's okay. Monday night football. But even bigger it's than got that, back I think. Of
10: status. Yeah, I mean, culturally it's been around since the 1950s, longer than Monday Night Football. Uh, It's always been the place uh, where, you know, the Canadians came together. I always say that that if it wasn't for hockey and the equalization payment plan in Canada, we we wouldn't be a country. I mean, Hockey Night in Canada brings people together. And and Don and I didn't agree about a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that I didn't agree with him about. But I always felt he had the right to say it. Mm -hmm. My problem with Hockey Night in Canada in the day was they had nobody else. It was just it just became Don doing only Don stuff, and uh-huh. I thought that I was pretty one sided. Yeah. So, but I, I listen. I believe in people having free speech. I believe in saying what they want to say, et cetera, uh, and I don't believe in censorship. And then uh, I I was disappointed that they fired Don in the way they did.
1: We're talking to Bruce Dal he's uh, not, not the dot He's also the author of a book with his son uh, called Inexact Science: The Six Most Compelling drafts in NHL history. I'll ask you about that in a second. Um, But um, so then there's Bob Costas. You mentioned the Indians. uh, He apparently is back doing baseball. I I wouldn't know since Major League Baseball's been dead to me for several years. But apparently he's back doing games again, and he can't help himself.
10: I think he was on PBS. You know, he was doing the whole thing about changing the name of the Indians. So, and the same, the same thing has happened with the Redskins. Was that uh, people? Well-heeled people, white liberal people who think that the world should be a certain way, taking offense on behalf of Native people, uh, decided that you know this name couldn't be allowed to stand. I mean, there's some debate as to whether the original Indian's name was in reference to a player. Uh, what was in the Lewis South Alexis? I think it was his name back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. There was some reference that maybe that was him that they're referring in, in, in the title. But by and large, the people who were supposed to be upset about it weren't upset about that. You know. Bob had to go, you know, sometimes he gets into his Ken Burns phase, and he just starts getting, you know, he starts going off, and he uh, was great broadcaster. I'm not, you know, technically a great broadcaster, but sometimes it just takes to be a little bit much.
1: Yeah, as you said, people tune in, they want to see a baseball game. Uh, they don't yeah, need to be lectured Brian to Harris, about yeah. anything.
10: Yeah, by the if somebody comes on the field and has a Sign about climate change. I don't. I don't need to see that sort of stuff. Get her off the field. That was my thing with with, with Kaepernick. I have no problem with Kaepernick expressing an opinion. I just had a problem with it doing in at his workplace, uh, in in, in, before a game during the national anthem. I thought it wasn't the place to do it. I think he has every right to complain when he's not on his on his uh, employer's uh, territory. But anyhow, that's not a popular opinion
1: anymore. and it's not just it's not just uh, happening uh, in in the broadcast the broadcast booth uh, you know where the where the play by play guy or the or the uh, the pregame guy or the post game guy uh, gets his little shots in. but it's um it's on the panel shows. Uh, and you've mentioned yep. in your piece um, at uh, notthepublicbroadcaster.com, dot You mentioned ESPN, which I haven't been able to watch. I can't tell you the last time I watched anything other than a game uh, on ESPN. I I can't tell you the last time I did. But they're they're big, big violators of this, aren't they?
10: Well, well, I mean, what I wrote in my column was if you're looking for a kind of a tipping point publicly uh, for this, for the woke agenda, you have to go back to 2015 when they gave Caitlyn Jenner the Arthur Ashe Courage Award. And Caitlyn Jenner had been a woman for about a year at that point, and and it seemed it was more, and, and there were all sort of fantastic women athletes who had been accomplishing things for years, who'd never been recognized. Mm-hmm. But Caitlyn Jenner, for one year of, of transitioning to being a woman, ESPN decided that was the message to send to their to their uh, to their audience. And, you know, I've got a friend who, who's a play-by-play broadcaster. He he grew up in Toronto. I know him and his brother. Uh, they're both in broadcasting. Uh, and uh, their parents were uh, their parents were high school principals, except They're both black kids, uh, and the one that's now on ESPN. I mean, you, you, you'd have thought he was brought up in, in in the South Bronx or in in you know somewhere in in Compton. The way he talks about his upbringing, it's just it just gets to be a little bit rich after a while.
1: Yeah, well, you'd be interested, um, uh, Bruce. Uh, just in my previous segment, I had uh, a doctor um, from the. Um, uh, the American Academy of Pediatricians, and um, over and uh, this is this is for the for the Caitlyn Jenner fans out there, the the um, and everybody should if you get a chance you should listen to this segment, especially if you've been thinking about having one of your kids have uh, uh, their body disfigured. Um, that the National Health Service in England, that's that's the equivalent of your, your health care uh, up in Canada. Has come out and said that transgender among kids is a phase that they will get over. They are no longer going to give puberty blockers to kids. Uh, this is off the subject, but it's something that if you were to say this in a press box tonight, that, uh, that, that, um, because the reason I'm thinking about this is because you, we mentioned Caitlin Jenner. The, if you were to say this in a press box tonight, that this is just a phase they're going through, or if you would disagree in any way with, Uh, transgender uh, dogma, you would be canceled immediately. And over in Europe, it's starting to change. And it'll be interesting to see how quickly, well, how long it takes to come over here to North America. But it's going to be a while.
10: Well, I hope so. I mean, I've known a few trans people in my life professionally. um, Didn't think that much of it. Didn't think it was that big an issue. And, of course, it's become the latest club to hit uh, the middle class over the head with. Uh, a, a way to to leverage things politically for them but yeah you know if you have the wrong opinion in a press box someone will go up one of the young uh bright-eyed people will go up to the people who run the press box and tell them to get you out of there you're, you're doing hate speech and and if you're lucky all they'll do is ask you to leave if you're unlucky here in canada at least we have hate speech laws and you can get charged yeah so you have to be very careful what you what you talk about you, you need a scorecard you carry around with you, so you can refer to to know what stuff can get you in trouble
1: and what can't. Yeah, we we spent a lot of time, more time than most people do, talking about Canada here because uh, um, I am about to become officially a Canadian citizen. I've been one all my life, but I'm going I'm to get it aff- affirmed at some point here in the next few months. But um, uh, because it's uh, it's and I own property up there, and I, I think it's turned turning into North Korea, and I think it's very uh, sad and it's kind of scary. But uh, you mentioned, yep. you mentioned um, uh, getting canceled. Uh, I didn't realize that Bobby Orr, who, by the way, is known to be one of the nicest superstars in sports history, has been canceled. What did he
6: do?
10: Yeah. Well, I did a lot of work with Bobby back in the days when Ru- Russ Conway of the uh, Eagle Tribune in, in Lawrence, Massachusetts, he and I did a lot of work on the Allen Eagleson case. The Eagleson, was the, uh, of course, ran the NHL Players Association, took seven or eight years of our reporting, uh, and he ended up going to jail eventually for fraud and other things. And in the early days, I got to know Bobby uh, because Bobby was one of the ones, the first ones to really raise the alarm about w- what uh, Al had done to him. Uh, and uh, you know, Bobby, you know, for most hockey player, hockey fans rather, it's either uh, Wayne Gretzky or Bobby Orr is the greatest player of all time. Uh, I tend to lean towards Orr because I always say that Orr could have played center the way Gretzky did, but Gretzky never could have played defense the way Orr did. In any event. Uh, Bobby lives down in, in, uh, in the Jupiter, Florida area, uh, not far from, uh, from where Trump has his place, and has gotten to know Trump. And uh, during the 2020 election, he came out and said, I support the president. Well, <laughs> I-, I can't imagine a bigger fall from grace in Canada. People will not talk about him anymore. Uh, if, you, if you raise his name in, in conversation in, in, you know, in terms of hockey, etc., people don't want to, get, to say it. Bobby's crushed by this. He can't believe that he's not allowed to have a public opinion. Uh, and, and to fall that far, I think there was something up in his hometown of Carry Sound in Ontario that basically wasn't uh, hasn't been run since he made that announcement uh, about supporting Trump. So it's 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 a uh, you know a, a very one-sided situation. You you've got to have the scorecard to know which people you you can support. Uh, and and Canada, God bless you, becoming a Canadian. Hopefully, you can get it on the healthcare. Maybe I hope you can get it on the healthcare. <laughs> but it, it, in any event, for Canadians, we're becoming very very. Left-wing progressive under the our idiot prime minister Justin Trudeau, and oh. it really it really does worry me where we're going.
1: Yeah, I um, I'm just wondering is the is the wokeism and the political correctness and the hatred for Trump and all things conservative is that more a sports media or a media thing than it is a people thing? Uh, in Canada, you're talking about yeah, or, yeah
0: yeah
10: oh in Canada in Canada the political media. 95% of them hate Trump. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it was it was an easy call, and it was an easy punchline for them. Uh, the sports media, probably about the same. I, I think, <laughs> we'd sort of joke about it. We think there are about four conservatives in the Canadian sports media that we know of. We know each, each, who all, all four of us are. And two of, the, two of us aren't talking to each other. But at any rate, we worry about four or five conservatives in the, in, in the sports media. And so the rest of them, they just, you know, Trump, they sneer at Trump. Uh, you know, as a Canadian, I love my country, but I really hate the way we treat Americans. Uh, you guys provide us with our defense. You guys make sure that our, that our trade lanes are open. You make sure so many, or so many Canadians come to America for health care. Uh, it's up to, and Canadians just sneer at Americans as if somehow we're superior to them. Know, I, really, I really hate it. It's, it's you, really not nice.
1: Uh, you might, might want to remind them that there'd be a lot of sports they wouldn't want to be able to watch if it weren't for those satellites we have up in space. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's another one.
10: That's another one. I'm sure the Russians who are sitting up on our northern border, it would be five minutes after you guys said you're not going to defend us, that the Russians would be coming over the northern border and the Chinese would be coming over our western border. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a smug thing. And, and you know, our, our our political and our elite culture, our entertainment culture, has gotten very elitist over the last number of years. Uh, and, and Trump is just the perfect way to rally themselves, and they go, like, oh, you hate Trump, too? Oh, good, and then they all just jump in. I'm not carrying water for Donald Trump. I, personally, I hope he doesn't run again. Uh, I, I think that we need to move on yeah. in, in, in the United States, but, oh. but uh, you know, the way he was treated by people and, 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 and the sort of uh, attitude people in Canada have towards him is really, was really disgraceful.
1: I'm out of time, Bruce. Uh, Notthepublicbroadcaster.com. The book is Inexact Science, the sixth Most Compelling Drafts in NHL History. Thanks for coming on again.
10: Thanks. Anytime, Al. Come on and talk about the
1: book if you want. Uh, We'll do that. (laughs) All right. Thanks, man. We'll be back.
9: This is Molly Hemingway. In 2020, millions of Americans experienced the most troubling election of their lives, which is why I wrote the book, Rigged, How Big Tech, the Media, and Democrats Seized Our Elections. I write about Mark Zuckerberg's efforts to take over election operations in key states. And Mark Elias, the same shadowy lawyer behind the Russia collusion hoax who reshaped elections across the country to benefit Democrats. And I examine how the coronavirus was used to force election laws designed explicitly to help their party. Remember, the same media and political establishments that orchestrated the 2020 election had tried to delegitimize Trump's 2016 victory, My book, Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections, exposes the truth behind the players responsible for the 2020 power grab that destroyed the credibility of our political institutions and the press.
6: Don't miss Molly Hemingway's book, Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. Now in paperback wherever books are sold.
8: When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town, or do you try to make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? This is Beth Andrews from NetWorth Advisors. I believe the same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go to one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why NetWorth Advisors was started. I wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. We're more than just convenient, we're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with the NetWorth Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 800. 800- 426-1428. That's 800-426-1428. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Net Worth Advisors, 800-426-1428.
0: Firm offers insurance services but does not provide legal advice. Net worth Advisors, LLC, is a registered investment advisor. The John Wall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, it's Monday. Let's do a little Steeler
1: Monday before we go here. Uh, I watched the game last night, and uh, first of all, it's one of those games. I was really glad I wasn't there. Uh, I used to love traveling with the Steelers. That's what I. That's what I signed up for. I loved. I, I got into sports broadcasting because I wanted to. I couldn't believe that somebody would pay me to go to see a game. So that's what, the, the games were always what I liked the best um, over anything. But uh, last night would have been one of those nights when the game, I, I, I flew on the Steelers' charter, so um, the game ended, what, 11-15, 11-30. The plane would have left at 1-30. I'd have gotten home at three thirty, four o'clock, and I'd be working right now uh, trying to put together a piece on the game. So I I, I'm, I was real happy not to be there. But a lot of discussion today about uh, the quarterback, Kenny Pickett, and here's my take on that. Um, I don't think he'd be given nearly Nearly as much slack as he's getting from the fans and the media, if he hadn't played at Pitt, if he were just a rookie they drafted in the first round, people would be screaming and yelling about how disappointing disappointed they are that he doesn't look like a a great uh, quarterback in the future. Blah blah blah. Some of that would be uh, okay, but people need to calm down. Uh, he, he, He any any rookie quarterback deserves some slack, but. For people to be saying he's really playing well and doing something great, uh, you know, if I hadn't seen him play at Pitt, I I would be wondering about how good he is. But I did see him play at Pitt, and I think he's pretty good. But I just don't think that anybody should get a lot of credit for completing a bunch of six-yard passes, which is what he's been doing since he got the starting job. So everybody needs to calm down. This season is over. They're going to stink, and just watch him and hope he gets better. And, and as I said, calm
0: down. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steckerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand, the yellow van.